Welcome to the Success Leaves Clues podcast with Robin Bailey and Al McDonald. Have you ever wondered what makes someone successful? What are they doing that's different? How do they achieve greatness? We believe that success leaves clues. In this series, we are interviewing very successful people from different walks of life to hear their stories. We'd like to remind our listeners that the views expressed in this podcast are those of our guests and not necessarily those shared by our hosts. Welcome back to the Success Leaves Clues podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Life and Legacy Advisory Group. Are you a small business owner who thinks they pay too much in taxes? We can help. Give us a call or book a meeting by clicking the link in the show notes to book a free financial consultation so you can have peace of mind about your financial future. We're also brought to you by ARIA Benefits. If you're a business leader challenged with talent attraction, employee engagement, or supporting mental health, we can help. Use your benefits package as the key to unlock your workforce. I'm your host, Robin Bailey, here in 2024 with my co-host Al McDonald. Al, I'm super excited about this year. Last year, we had a phenomenal lineup of guests. I think we met a lot of great people, expanded our network. I'm looking forward to doing that again this year. What are your thoughts going into the new year? Yeah, well, you know what? I'll reflect those thoughts 100%. We did have a great year last year, and we've got some great guests lined up this year. And just looking forward to the year, you know, uh, beginning of a new year. It's kind of an exciting time, and you set some goals, and you uh, look back on your old accomplishments, but you want to also work on some new things. And so I'm excited not only for the podcast, but for the year as a whole. Looking forward to it. I am too. Well, joining us today is someone that I was recently introduced to, and I liked him right from the get-go. You know, just hit it off right away, so I thought, let's have him on the podcast. So joining us today is Lack Gill, and Lack is a distinguished health tech visionary, serving as the founder and chief executive officer of Pillway. With over two decades of IT expertise under his belt, including more than 10 years in health IT, Lack combines an entrepreneurial mindset with a contemporary outlook on the technology landscape. Prior to his role at Pillway, Lack excelled as the managing partner of Interware, where he showcased his exceptional leadership, creativity, and drive in delivering top-tier IT professional services to healthcare businesses nationwide. Among his numerous accomplishments, Lack spearheaded Canada's largest healthcare data migration project and led teams in crafting bespoke healthcare solutions. Through his forward-thinking vision, Lack drives the development of groundbreaking products, offering individuals the opportunity to be at the forefront of cutting-edge innovation in the realms of e-health and e-pharmacy. Lack's relentless dedication to revolutionizing the healthcare landscape not only positions himself as a trailblazer in the industry, but also paves the way for a more accessible, efficient, and technology-advanced future in healthcare services. Lack, welcome to the show. Thank you, Robin. Thank you for the introduction. (laughs) That was something. Well, I got to thank our mutual friend, Dave Jones, for the introduction. It's funny. I don't know if I've told the story on the podcast before, but it was so funny how I met Dave Jones. I was attending a conference with Sun Life, and I remember they, they show up with the bus and they're taking you you know, to the venue. And I sit down beside this guy, and he's very friendly, and he's just chatting with me. He said, oh, you know, tell me about your brokerage, da-da-da-da. And then finally, toward the end of the conversation, I said, oh, by the way, I didn't, I assumed he was another broker. By the way, tell me a little more about your brokerage, where you're situated. Only to realize he was the head person at Sun Life in terms of group health. Like there, here was the, and he was so down to earth and he's just, 
He's become someone that I've reached out to several times just in terms of what's going on in the marketplace, if there's things that I'm hearing, because he's very open to hearing what's important to Canadians in the healthcare space. So when I saw the announcement about Pillway, I thought, okay, hopefully I can get an introduction because it's always easier if you get an introduction. Of course, he did the introduction. You and I had an initial chat and we've set it up to have our conversation here. So I thought, why don't we start at the beginning? Because I'm sure there are people that have heard about Pillway, but I'm sure there's some listeners who maybe haven't heard it. So why don't we talk about what's Pillway? What's it all about? Sure. Uh, Thank you for that. And yeah, Dave's been a great individual. As I said, I met him about a year ago. Very similar. When I first met him, I obviously knew who he was, but very down to earth, very forthcoming and happy to introduce the individual. So very similar experience that we had with him as well. So for those who don't know about Pillway, Pillway is a tech first digital pharmacy. And we like to think we're revolutionizing the traditional pharmacy model through the thoughtful use of technology. We have a specialized focus on chronic disease management and individuals who are taking maintenance medications. We kind of offer a best-in-class service for all prescription medication needs. If you think about it, look, we're transforming the way people receive, take, and manage your medications. So we offer free delivery across Canada for your medications as fast as same day or next day. We package your medication in dosage-based packaging. We provide you an app, which is like an aid, an assistant to help you manage your medication profile. What I mean by that is we'll send you gentle nudge and reminders when it's time to take your medication. If you're running low on refills or renewals, we'll automatically proactively manage that for you and send you an alert. We'll give you the opportunity to pay for any co-pays online through our platform and have access to our team of pharmacists whenever you want your fingertips by chatting with them in real time. So we're kind of bringing the traditional legacy pharmacy system to the modern age by providing technology as an aid with that. And we've had great success across Canada. And as you mentioned, we have a partnership with several organizations, one of them being Sun Life Health, where we kind of launched Lumina Health Pharmacy, which is a branded version under their Lumina platform. And all pharmacy services and technology are provided by my organization, Pilly. I love having these conversations. It gives me such energy. And I've told the story in the podcast. I consider myself a lifelong entrepreneur. I remember growing up to be a newspaper delivery person for the Sunday Sun, you had to be 12. And I used what Tony Robbins would call my personal power. Others might call it lying because you had to be 12. And I, again, in quotes, use my personal power and I got the job when I was 11. So I'm always fascinated. You know, you said you met Dave a year ago and now you've got this relationship with Sun Life where they're using your platform. Can you talk a little bit about your journey as an entrepreneur? Like, is this something that's always been with you from your early, early days? Or is this something that kind of evolved over time? I've been an entrepreneur all my life as well. It's funny you mentioned the paper route. That was my first job as well, the Toronto Star. I think I was around 12 or 13, so I actually was of age when I started that route. But for me, it's always been about what is next? What can I do? How can I apply my skill set? So I picked up the salesmanship very earlier on, similar to yourself, when you're knocking on and saying, hey, can I sell you a paper subscription, a newspaper subscription? And then as time evolved, I really got into technology. And technology really fascinated me. So I think I had a passion for technology and healthcare as well, because I had had family members in the healthcare industry. I saw family members of mine struggling with healthcare as well. So I was always fascinated, how can technology transform lives, especially in the healthcare industry? So my path led me to Pillway through where I started several years ago of working with other technology vendors and providers, more on the clinical side, working with the EMR systems, working out how does it transform the lives of patients and physicians and provide a better outcome of care. 
And while I was working that industry, I started looking at the pharmacy industry saying, hey, what's going on in the pharmacy industry? I see everybody else evolving. If you look at from banking to telecommunications to online streaming, they're all evolving to the digital age, but pharmacy was lagging behind. So what I set out to do was, can we create some sort of software or some sort of solution that we can take to the big retail pharmacies, saying, guys, this is the way to revolutionize the digital age of pharmacy and make your patients more engaged, drive adherence levels, et cetera. So we started building out this piece of software. And as we built the software out and approached these organizations, and we did pilots with them, they loved it. They're like, this is great. This actually increases patient engagement, adherence levels, et cetera. But what they started realizing and coming to the conclusion was people were not coming to the pharmacies much as often. Their front store sales were starting to take a hit. And as a result, they were like, okay, well, this might be great for the patient perspective and being able to drive engagement, but it's not going to help our front store sales increase. And obviously, this is the bread and butter for a lot of traditional brick-and-mortar pharmacies. So at that time, me and my co-founders sat down and we're like, guys, we know that there's a good product market fit out there. We know that there's a need for this solution. What will it take for us to kind of set up our own infrastructures, our own pharmacies across Canada and provide this service directly to patients, kind of bypassing traditional pharmacies and becoming a digital pharmacy of our own? So around 2018, 2019, we decided to kind of pivot and become a traditional quote unquote pharmacy by being able to part of the fulfillment side. But we added a digital layer on top of it, which made us a lot more intuitive, a lot more nimble, be able to provide creative services. And we kind of launched that platform to the public in 2020 under the brand Poe. And since then, it's been a rocket ship. I love that story of your being able to pivot and adapt and change to what the needs are. Can you talk a little bit, because obviously you're going through a lot of change, developing. One of your challenges has to be, I can imagine, being able to partner with someone who's going to provide you with some funding. And it sounds like you've had some success in that specifically with Sun Life. Can you talk a little bit about that? For sure. If we take a step back before Sun Life, I think our first funding was our seed round, which we closed in uh, December of 2020. And this was the height of the pandemic. So the height of the pandemic, COVID-19 pandemic, a lot of health tech was the buzz, right? Health tech was getting funded left, right, and center. Individuals were investing in organizations. We were fortunate enough to get a seed round funding from World Health Technologies. World Health being the leader in health IT and providing clinical services across Canada. They saw a great fit with our organization and they funded us, but not only was there the funding, this was kind of like the seed that we planted to get strategic alliance agreements or commercial agreements with our partners. So we initially started with World Health in 2020, got the funding, integrated across their tech stack, their EMR systems, their virtual care platforms, and that kind of gave us credibility in the market system. It gave us credibility in the sense that we weren't just a player that raised money from an institutional investor. We raised money from a strategic investor, which also integrated across our platform. And as the years went on, as you mentioned, Al, we got in touch with Sun Life. We started working with Sun Life on different initiatives, and we ended up closing a commercial agreement with them. That was the end of 2022. We closed a commercial agreement with them to launch a product on a platform, which is Lumina Health Pharmacy. As the product launched, we knew that our connection with them was great. We worked well. And then part of that was, okay, how do we get Sun Life also to commit and put skin in the game and invest in the organization? And Sun Life, working with us, saw the capabilities of our organization, what we're able to deliver. And they're like, they would be more than happy to invest in our organization, make sure that we're successful moving forward. 
And as a result, we closed a financing deal with Sun Life. It was just uh, November of 2023, uh, $9.5 million, which allowed us to continue to grow our partnership with them, but also continue to expand across Canada and deliver more services. That is a great story. I'm curious. I am sure that Sun Life probably gets a lot of companies like yours coming to them. And I'm sure not all are successful. What do you think it is that's special about your company that made Sun Life say, yep, this is someone we want to partner with? Uh, yeah, you know, you're right. it was actually a rigorous process <laughs> working with Sun Life in terms of them vetting through who they wanted to work with. There's other players in the digital pharmacy world that were also approached them or were approached by Sun Life. And, you know, what made them kind of connect with us is our visions aligned. They aligned in the sense that the way I like to think about it as Poe is we're more than just a transaction. You know, we're more than just delivering like Amazon, delivering a package to your door and the disconnect. We continue to engage with our clients, continue to engage with our patients, making sure that, A, the medication they're taking is correct. They're actually taking it as well. Continue to think, is anything we can help with? Proactively managing refills, renewals. And our goal is to make sure their lives have become healthier through our platform. And Sun Life Health has a very similar vision, the tools and information that they can provide for their clients to provide better outcomes. So as we started doing the due diligence and they got to know our team and our, our vision and where we see the future of a, not even digital pharmacy, but healthcare in general, we aligned. And when they saw that alignment, they were like, you know what, you guys are perfect. And for us, it was great because it kind of validated what we were doing all these years. And to get a backing of an organization like Sun Life is huge, right? It pretty much puts us on the map that says, these guys are the best at what they do, hence we're working with them. So for us, it was a great win. For Sun Life, it's a great partnership. They're happy where we are. Collectively, we're being a lot better than we were individually. You talked about you aligned, you aligned on values. And I think that's so important. It's, it's something I've had conversations on very early on with new clients. And I will share what our, we call them guiding principles, but you know, other firms call them values. And I review that and I often encourage people to share theirs because my true belief after what 26 years in the industry now is if we align on values we're going to do great work together and we're actually going to enjoy that process and if we don't then we're probably not a good fit right and that's okay but it's more important to learn that up front like i'd like to get a little personal with you if you don't mind because i always enjoy hearing the stories and i know our listeners do too so you're the ceo of running this firm in a rapidly evolving industry. I'd love to ask you, how do you balance the pressures of innovation? Because you've got to be innovating all the time to keep up with the industry. And now you've got a big player like Sun Life with the day-to-day demands of just running the company. So working in the company, because I know I deal with that too. And then balancing that with your personal life and making sure that you're taking care of yourself and your family. Yeah, I think for me, for any CEO in an organization, it's about building a great team around you, right? So not being able to take too much on your shoulders, having the ability to delegate. A great CEO, from my you know, mentors have taught me, is has the ability to zoom right in, right into the nitty gritty of stuff, but have the ability to zoom out as well and trusting his team to be able to deliver and being able to be successful. So I think the balancing of the pressure and the stress and all that stuff is I have great co-founders, right? They've helped me throughout this entire journey. They'll take on different tasks. Any startup, you're wearing multiple hats. So I wear the CEO hat to marketing, to development, to operations, or whatever it is. But then again, as I said, when I need to zoom back out to focus on working on the business, not in the business, I know I can rely on my team. And having my team behind me backing me is huge. 
I also, you know, having a great supporting cast at home. My spouse is, she understands the drive I have, the passion I have. And there might be late nights where I'm working in the office till past dinner, but she understands I'm doing that because I'm passionate about what I do. I love what I do. And she knows she's very supportive from that perspective. And it's also just having hobbies and stuff, ways to disconnect. I'm very big into sports. I play a lot of sports when I do find the time, anywhere from basketball to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, allows me to go out there and focus on something else other than work. And now you kind of decompress, kind of just set my mind somewhere else. And then when I back to the grind, I know where to focus. When it comes to innovation and solutions, for us, a big thing for us to figure out is listen to our customers. I love to have conversations with customers on a weekly basis. And when I'm talking customers, if it could be anywhere from large insurance companies like Sun Life or TP Broker Consultant Partners, down to an individual customer who's taking medication as a patient of ours. And listening to them and saying, how's our service coming along? And what I'll do is I would ask our pharmacy operations team, can you give me maybe five or six customers that you think that will like to have a conversation with me? Or I can just pick their brain for a few minutes. Just ask them about their experience. Just ask them, what can we do better? How can we innovate? How can we make your life easier with managing your medications? Because at the end of the day, it's great to have all these partnerships, but it's that client of ours that we want to make sure it's taken care of. Because they're the ones who are going to refer us to their family and friends. They're the ones who can continue to use that our application and cause that stickiness. So for me, it's like listening to them, coming back to the team, providing feedback, and we'll start whiteboarding it all around, saying what can we do, how can we improve this, and then we move things forward and we'll jot it down, put it into action, and then we'll work on what we need to work on. There is so much gold in that answer, so I'm very glad I asked that question. You and I haven't discussed this, because I just found out today, as you were speaking, but we share that in common, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Now, I am since retired from Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I retired as a third-stripe purple belt, and one of my best friends in the world went on to do his black belt, and he's competed in California every year for the world championships. But what I always loved about jiu-jitsu, and, and Al will talk about this, his Zen time is his biking. He's a road biker. But what I loved about jiu-jitsu is when you would step on the mats, who you were or what level you were in business didn't matter anymore. We had CEOs. We had guys who, we had a lot of cops. Someone might be a janitor at a school. And I always loved it because in jiu-jitsu in particular, you couldn't focus on anything else because your opponent was either trying to armbar you or leg lock you or choke you out. So I love that time. And the other thing I've always loved about jiu-jitsu, and I've talked to people who have young kids, and I said any kind of martial arts is great because it forces you to face adversity and learn about facing adversity. Because I remember when I used to train jiu-jitsu, that was the hardest part of my day. Everything else you know, that I would face was nothing because I had faced that adversity. So I'm glad you shared that because I didn't know we had that in common. So that's great. And I just think there's so much gold in that answer about having those conversations with customers. Al and I very intentionally this year sat down with a lot of business leaders and had lunches. And yes, it took time. A lot of them are in Toronto. So it took time and effort. But what came out of those conversations were invaluable because, of course, we're trying to grow our firm and we want to know what's important to you because we can go out and guess and try to sell stuff to people and try to figure out what's important to them. But when you go out and you intentionally have those conversations and say, listen, here's what we're trying to do. What do you think? What's important to you? I think the fact that you're doing that is so important and it will lead to your growth. I don't see 
enough people doing that out there. I know I don't often get those conversations eliciting my feedback and I think it's so valuable. Like again, Al and I did that very intentionally in the summer. It took a lot of time, but to me now it's paying dividends that we can't even measure. I mean, it's been so good. Yeah. Like a lot of times we might think the customer wants A, but really they want B and we might go build A and spend all this time and effort and energy bringing it to market and then realizing the uptake isn't really there. But now having these conversations with down down to the patient or to our partners, we're actually hearing, no, this is what we want. We actually want B and C. Can you prioritize this for us and then focus on A? So it's actually not only has it helped us as an organization, but it's helped our go-to-market strategy as well, what we prioritize, what we bring out in a timely manner, and as I said, increasing adoption as well. So yeah, it's been invaluable for us. It's funny, eh? Sometimes the simplest answer is the one that you ignore. All you have to do is ask. <laughs> hey, I want to go off script a little bit, Lack. Can you tell us about a big win? And maybe it's not business. Maybe it's personal. Something that you can reflect back on and say, yeah, that was a really a moment in my life that I was really proud of. You know what? There's multiple big wins, right? Both on the business side and the personal side. I'll touch base on a few business side ones and then one or two personal side ones. I think a big win for us on the business side, as I mentioned before, was finding product market fit. When we decided to launch our own platform, launch our own pharmacies. It was a big investment. It was a big pivot. And when we heard back from our first initial customer saying, this is making my life easier. I can manage my medications better. I have constant communication with my pharmacy care team. You guys are doing what I always wanted. That gives us a thumbs up. Guys, we're doing the right thing. Let's keep pushing forward in this direction. So I think that was a huge win for us. Another huge one on the business side, as I mentioned earlier, was raising a Series A with World Health Technologies and getting strategic alliance agreement. Another one I touched on earlier was the commercial agreement with Sun Life. I think that was a huge win for us. Again, we were a startup, even though we were several years in the startup journey, we were still traditionally a small organization compared to some other companies out there. And having the commercial agreement with Sun Life was huge. And the last business win for us, I guess, would be raising the money with Sun Life that we just closed in November. Again, huge milestones for us to kind of success and move forward. On the personal side, there's multiple, right? Obviously, I think well, the last couple of years, my son was born, and I think that was a huge win. It changed the direction of the focus of my life. Before, it was about myself and my wife and our goals and ambitions and everything else, which is still a priority. But, you know, since it was my first kid and he was born, it was just like, okay, what can I do for him? What legacy am I going to leave behind for my child? How do I want them to perceive me as they grow older? So I kind of started changing certain things in my lifestyle, certain ways how I approach items, my focus as well outside of work. It changed a lot of that. And I think for me, it's made me a better person, a better father, a better husband, a better partner in business as well. So I think that ultimately is my biggest win in life. That is a great lead in lack to our signature question. And you've already started to answer it, I think, but maybe you'll have something else to say about it. Al has a signature question he likes to ask at the end of the podcast. So if you're okay with it, let Al fire away. Let's jump into the final question. And here it is. A society grows great when old persons plant trees in whose shade they will never sit. So can you talk about any of those proverbial trees that you might be planting? I think for us, the proverbial tree that we're planting is integration technology in the pharmacy healthcare space. I think where we are right now is we are the pioneers of digitizing pharmacy. 10, 20 years ago, there was no such thing as a digital pharmacy. There was no thinking about a digital pharmacy because we weren't as connected of a world as we are today. But what we're doing today right now is digital pharmacy right now is less than 1% of the market share in the Canadian pharmacy landscape. It's going to take several years from now for us to hit a tipping point where all of a sudden 
digital pharmacy starts to gain more traction and continue to grow those aspects. But by the time digital pharmacy becomes the actual solution and becomes the number one play in Canada, I probably won't be running this company anymore. Who knows where I'll be? But we'll know that we set that milestone. We planted that seed initially that is going to be 20, 30, 50 years from now. People are not going to walk into a brick and mortar pharmacy. People are not going to take a prescription in hand and go to a pharmacist saying, can you feel this? It will be all digital. It will be like how people don't download music anymore. They listen to Spotify or YouTube music or whatever it might be. Pharmacy and healthcare in general are going to move in that direction. And I'm happy to say that I'm proud to say that we're planting those seeds where the pioneers to kind of get it there. Eventually, there'll be a tipping point, but many, many years from now, it will be the norm. And I can't wait for that to happen and for my son to realize this as, you know, my father was part of this kind of digital push in this, in this direction. That's the kind of stuff that I'm hoping does happen. And hopefully, you know, that's the way the future goes. And there you have your legacy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, I couldn't be happier with this episode, and I'm really grateful today for the introduction, Lack, because I think you and I will have several conversations beyond this, and I'm sure Al will want to be involved in those as well. So thank you for joining us today, and, and thanks for sharing your journey. I think it's really, really interesting. What's the best way for people to reach out to you if they have questions about yourself or what you're doing at Pillway? The best way is LinkedIn, Lackiel. It's L-A-K space G-I-L-L. You can find me on there, send me a request, and we can chat from there. All right, cool. Well, that does it for today's episode. I really enjoyed this conversation. As always, I hope you did too. If you have any questions for Al and myself, please feel free to give us a call or by joining the conversation on LinkedIn. And always remember, success leaves clues, my friends. Mm-hmm.